Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, and welcome to the Syrupcast. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic. We're at Syrupcast 90, almost at our centennial. This week, we're talking about the Pixel and Pixel XL unveiling, as well as Roger's worry-free data management unveiling. So let's just jump straight into the topics after the music. Welcome back. Uh, So this week, Patrick and I and the whole Mobile Syrup team, we covered the Pixel and Pixel XL launches, as well as Google Home and all the other stuff that Google announced on its October 4th event. Patrick and I were at the event. Um, So Patrick, what did you think? I think it is a phone. No, no, I mean, I like, I I thought, I we, I think the thing that I would like to preface this with is just that we knew everything about this before it was going to happen, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it's kind of hard for me to get super hype on it. Um, but I do think that it was a nice device. I don't know if I buy the DxO camera uh, recommendation rating saying that it's the best Android camera or camera ever on in a smartphone. Um, I tried it out a little bit in the poorly lit room that we, mm-hmm. we had to shoot mm-hmm. video in and take photos in. And it, it worked really well. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. I do think that it looks a little bit too much like an iPhone. Um, but with that said, there are like some stark differences. Obviously, there's like that uh, Gorilla Glass 3 backing, uh, which I'm not totally sure how I feel about. It gives the phone a unique look, but it also adds a ton of fingerprints to it, um, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a little bit unnecessary. Uh, but, uh, like, I mean, this is what Android needed. This is what Google needed to do. If they want the high-end market, they need to build something from the ground up. And my overall impression was that it looks like a really nice phone. But we need to get it and try it out first. So I totally left my manners at the door and forgot <laughs> to introduce the other podcast participants. Hurt. Rose, were you hurt? Yeah, I was kind of hurt. Sorry yeah. we're not I'm sorry, good Rose. <laughs> uh, and also Zach is joining us. Hello. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Not too bad, not too bad. So, Rose, you were covering it uh, at the office. What was your take on the event in general? So I thought it was a compelling event. Like, it was um, sort of well-managed, and it was fun to watch. I liked their little cheekiness with very silver, quite black, really blue. Like, mm-hmm. it was fun. Also, shout-outs to uh, Justin Trudeau mm-hmm. during the... And also a couple other, like, Canadian name drops of, like, Canadian bands, like the Chainsmokers and stuff like that. So I had shower thoughts. No? Hashtag shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. <laughs> uh, we wrote an article about how JT got a shout-out at the event, and I'm like, you know, the title for that should have been Trudeau Mania Hits Google. That would have been good. That would have been good. You, but, can just, you can just go back and change it. Sure, we'll do that. We have no, we have no morals here. Yeah. Um, so noted, Apple shill here, Zach Gilbert. Uh, hey. What was your take on the phone? Um, I'm gonna agree with Pat. It was it was very Apple like <clears throat> the phone. Or sorry, it is very Apple like the, the phone mm-hmm. there. Um, but down to design cues, the antenna lines, 
um, the extra space at the bottom where Apple would have put a, you know their home button, but Google decided to leave that. I understand for symmetry reasons, right? Because the top and the bottom and everything. But uh, it, ju- it just gives it that look. And going back to the manufacturer of the device, which is HTC, right? Mm-hmm. They themselves, like I know this was made and designed by um, Google, but the manufacturing partner is HTC. And they have a history of Apple-like looking devices, right? Think of the HTC mm-hmm. 10, the, the A9. And A9. Yeah. Um, so that kind of has carried through for them. And maybe that was a benefit because you know, HTC has always made great hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, very solid devices, and, and I think that's a good partner for them. But yeah, definitely, um, in my mind, it rings Apple. And listen, looks like an iPhone, acts like an iPhone. So one thing that you were pointing out in an article that you wrote, uh, Igor, mm-hmm. was that a lot of Pixel-related features, uh, like Assistant and the launcher, are not mm-hmm. coming to other Android devices with the launch of 7.1, mm-hmm. which is kind of like some commenters were saying, like a shift in philosophy. So I think Assistant's totally going to come to like regular Android eventually. Eventually, yeah. sure. Did, did they say that whether or not that's the case? I, I, I believe don't think they said it's just, just exclusive. For, yeah, at yeah. least until the you know until the end of this year. I think it's a timed exclusive. I mean, you're probably right, but nonetheless, it's like more of a move towards being like oh, Apple totally, yeah. with the walled-in features uh, that you know, like you can only get with a Pixel. And a lot of people were disappointed in that because it seems like their open philosophy is degrading with this new phone. So two things. Uh, one, I will note that, you know, before the commenters jump into the comment section and they're like, Zach, you're wrong. <laughs> HTC started the whole antenna line all in our um, uh, metal case thing. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, and then Pat, I think you can chip in on too, is... Do you think this phone is going to sell? Like, this is a big play by Google, right? Like, it is their most expensive phone to date. Um, you know, the Pixel name is well-earned in this case because it is, you know, a premium device with a premium cost, as Patrick said in his article. Um, what do you? Th- how do you think people going into carrier stores? And, you know, what's interesting, I think, about, you know, when they announced the partnerships, in the U.S., it was just Verizon is selling in this phone. In Canada, it's all big three carriers, right? Oh, yeah. No, I think, honestly, there's been a lot of belly aching about the price, but this phone is going to sell. Like, the fact that it is sort of positioned as an iPhone for Android users, um, that's attractive to a lot of people, especially at a time when Apple is stagnating or seem to seems to be stagnating. Um I think it's already selling. I think it's showing that, like, you know, just through the Google Store website pre-orders. and through pre-orders. It, it quickly slipped in terms of six to eight weeks for shipping, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I think this is actually going to be a pretty big success with the big name of Google backing it up. Because people might not trust some of the other Android OBMs, but with Google, <laughs> the brand, Samsung. They there's, there's a lot of no, but even Huawei, or you know, there's a lot of going on with them, and yeah. and in Canada, where there's a couple of people of their employees sorry, were deported because mm-hmm. of thoughts of uh, espionage or whatever, right? So, and, right, and it's it's even even then. So yeah, you're right. I agree on the trust thing, Rose. Yeah. I think they're gonna sell. I think they're gonna sell very well. I think they're gonna sell way better than Nexus devices. But I think. Um, the key to that is like Google needs to do the kind of ads that Apple does. Like we, they need to put ads on like cable television during, which like, they already are. Yeah. So, yeah. so there you go. Right. 
And I, th- I think they need to get the word out about the phone, and then it's it's going to sell. Maybe not like like iPhone numbers, but it's definitely going to sell better than the Nexus. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. And it, it would be nice to like have. I think, anyways, for for a lot of people, when you go when they go into a carrier store, Android to them is Samsung. It would be nice for them to also think that Android to them is the Pixel as well. So maybe in the mind of the average person, there's now two options for mm-hmm. what Android device they are considering picking up if they if they show. So, but you say better than uh, Nexus, but like how much better? Because you, like the thing with the Nexus is it didn't sell at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. Uh, you could probably count on your two hands, and I'm exaggerating here, obviously, the amount of yeah. Nexus 5X. It's and... it's not going to sell, like, Samsung numbers, but yeah. it's, I would not be surprised if it's, like, the second best-selling Android phone. Of... But, but does that move the In needle? In North America, maybe. Yeah. yeah. If you think about it, too, you know, Google didn't care. Well, sorry, they, they cared to a degree, but... They didn't really care about the Nexus, right? They didn't so, try too too hard. They're not a big marketing push. No, because LG or you know whichever manufacturer took the brunt of the work and everything like that. And if it flopped, it flopped, and that's their fault, right? This mm-hmm. is Google's baby, right? This is Google's. This is their cost. This is their R and D. This is their everything into it. And you can tell, you know, how many Nexus commercials were there on TV. Right. I, 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 no. you know, I already yeah. saw yesterday a Pixel commercial. It's the one where the, the white square starts transforming, so yeah. the board search bar is transforming, yeah. stuff like that. Very so, Apple-like. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. It's about the experience and not about the, the products or specs. Right, right. Um, so I think Google, because this is theirs, they're going to dump a ton of money into it. Yeah. Um, what happens to Android going forward? I know, Patrick, you said you think this is a good move for Android, but um, I'm somewhat of a different mind. At the event, I asked uh, a Google spokesperson, I was like, hey, like, I have this Moto X or Moto Z, excuse me. Um, I don't know when it's going to get Nougat. It's not going to get any security updates, according to, <laughs> to Moto. Uh, how does this phone fix that issue? And he basically gave me a non-answer, right? Like, I, I feel like this makes what is already a tenuable kind of uh, value proposition in terms of Android more, like it just makes the fragmentation factor even worse. Uh, yeah, unless it fully, you know, I see a real danger for Samsung going forward. Mm-hmm. I think that it's quite possible that Google could just push it right out and that it might make the is the battle between iOS and Android like more compelling because there's two sort of, companies who could compete at, at the same level uh, with products that are more mainstream. But so I think maybe going forward, I don't see the fragmentation. I see somebody trying to come in and dominate the Android market. That's, that's an interesting point because, you know, uh, this week uh, Samsung bought the company that was started by the creators of Siri. And right. that is a completely defensive play, right? Oh, like yeah. they saw, I'm sure they had some like, intuition of what google assistant was right oh, and yeah. they just like samsung they're not software engineers right no. like they're not noted for that it's just hardware 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 um so i guess they're like I, I, we need something to keep up I, yeah. I i don't think that there's like a way to solve android fragmentation problem mm-hmm. because of the inherent nature of it right like it's open there's all these manufacturers that take it they're all allowed to put their own skins on it i think that n- that's just the way that Android works. So moving forward, like Pixel is going to be this fork of Android, this high-end fork that's this closed Apple-like ecosystem. 
But I, I don't know if I buy the doom and gloom that like the open nature of Android is going to disappear because all those other OEMs are still going to be around, right? Like there's still going to be Samsung, there's still going to be LG, they're all still going to be doing their own thing with Android. But then you have this sort of marquee device that embodies exactly what Google wants Android to be. And that's what sure. Nexus tried to be. Arguably, it was successful in some respects. But now, with that device being built from the ground up by Google, both in terms of software, which it always has been with Android, but also hardware, you have that Apple-like sort of melding of software and hardware to create an experience that doesn't have some of the issues that Igor, you and I have had with, with Nexus devices in the past. I think, though, that like the fact that Nexus devices weren't the greatest um, allowed so many other OEMs to try and fill that higher-end uh, niche. Like they really have been trying, and they've been putting forward some really interesting things, and you know, modularity and curved screens and all this sort of stuff. Um, I mean, Google owns Android. Like, I'm just I'm worried that it could really put an end to yeah a healthy competition. I, in the high I end agree. Space. I agree. You know, and and I think Samsung has had some foresight on this to a degree. Um, with their their move to Tizen or Tizen or whatever right, you want to call right, it, right? right. So there's sm- a lot of the smartwatches now are from Samsung aren't running Android Wear. Yeah. So, you know, if if this is happening, you know how you were saying, Rose, and how you're thinking, I think that makes sense. And I think we, you know, maybe not in the next year or two, but over time, I think we're going to see Google start pulling the reins back on Android, and you're going to see um, Tizen become or Tizen, whatever you want to call it, or whatever. But um, and Samsung kind of pull forward with that. That would be interesting to see, yeah. Yeah, so I think, you know, Patrick said there's, there's going to be a lot of OEMs still making Android, but I don't know about that. Like, I think already the only company that really makes money on Android is Samsung, right? That, and That's in, like, the high end, though, right? Like, there's... Mm-hmm. The, like, they all... It's kind of a lost leader for a lot of these companies, right? Like, where... Um, like what about like the Moto E and phones like that on the low end that sell tons so, of units? That's so true, since, that's true. Since Motorola was purchased by uh, Lenovo, 95% of its staff has been laid off, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so like they don't make money on Android, right? Um, And it just comes back to what tech is, right? Like it it really, there are two companies that are on the top and everyone else gets massacred. Yeah, Yeah. I know. I I think it was... It was kind of nice having an Android market that is fragmented. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's almost what you're hoping for. What would be optimal is a lot of fragmentary, you know, companies all trying to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, with the Canadian telecom scene, once you get a bunch of like uh, sort of big uh, oligopoly, oligopoly going, then it's there's less competition, there's less innovation. Yeah, and I think, remember, like, the early days, like, the early heady days of Android when they were just trying all different kind of things. Like, uh, in my Moto Z review, I talked about the Motorola Milestone, which was, like, the one of the first compelling Android devices, and it had a slide-out keyboard, right? Uh, like, you yeah. never see that anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good old slide-out keyboard. Blackberry. Blackberry proof. <laughs> slide-out <laughs> keyboard. There you go. Yeah. But um, going back to what Rose was saying with, uh, you know, walks like, talks like, or, you know, mm-hmm. moves like, the thing it doesn't do, like, an iPhone is talks like. With the assistant, right? Right. Like, and they they spend a lot of time on stage talking mm-hmm. about that yeah. and, and what it can do and the machine learning. And, and they're giving people free storage. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And I think. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Was it Pat or Igor? You made the comment. It's like, yeah, of course they're giving you free storage, right? They want all your data. They want all your photos yeah. to you know, build this machine that they're, you know, this uh, Skynet that they're making. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Like for them, it's only a benefit. Google Assistant, though, like when when I tried it and, and when I watched that demo, to me, it's like it's miles and miles ahead of what Siri is capable of in terms wow. of machine learning. Like the way that so you ask it a question, like you say, uh, what are some restaurants near where I am right now or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so it'll give you a list, and then you can straight up like tell it that you want to book an appointment at that restaurant, and it'll do all of this. That's on its cool. own it says that it's going to do that like we don't know if that's how it's actually going to work but right. that's what the demo was so i mean i saw i think it was panzerino posted a picture and you know and i could be wrong that it was panzerino i'm at panzerino from TechCrunch, uh and if it was him you know he's a noted kind of uh he loves apple doesn't make any poems about that <laughs> he loves the apple uh, but um there was this amazing picture and the person was asking google assistant uh send me the weather at 8 p.m uh, or 8 a.m. every morning, and Google Assistant described weather, which, you know, he was thinking W-E-A-T-H-E-R, course, yeah. right? It said weather, like weather this or that, right? Uh. And it's like the definition, and it's like, do you want me to send you that at every yeah. more <laughs> the definition of weather every morning at 8 a.m., right? So, um, I, I don't know, like, we'll see... You know, it's very easy to kind of show off how great these systems are in a, like, controlled environment when it gets out there. And it has to, like, the thing people don't understand is that AI, because it is built by a bunch of, you know, white middle class engineers in in California, in California <laughs> it starts to kind of prejudice how white middle class guys right, uh, speak, right? Oh, yeah. So it yeah. has, like, a lot of issues. Well, like, they, you know... You laugh about this, but they're like, they're like, you know, when Microsoft started rolling out Cortana, Quebec didn't get it because they like they simply said that like Microsoft was like, yeah, we don't really have the like French speaking resources right. to make an AI, you know, co- yeah. Cortana conversational with people in Quebec. I think it's, uh, Google has said that that it's coming in 2017. French, mm-hmm. the French version of Google Assistant connected to home and all that. That's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. why the delay of those products are happening as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also true. But yeah, I mean, there's you're so right. Like these AIs are. I mean, I'm sure we'll look back on it and laugh because like they're always female voices. Yeah. Um, and the demonstrations they use are always like. Book me a you know a place at my favorite expensive restaurant in San Francisco. You know it's like you can, a, a, you can change Siri's voice. Yes, okay. Siri, yeah. male, female. You can change you can it, but it comes accents. automatically yeah. as a as a woman. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, but that is because the original voice of Siri. Well, I guess they picked it as a girl, but it was an actual person, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I follow her yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so moving on, uh, Rose, you got the awesome chance this week to sit down and chat with, um, well, it was part of a roundtable discussion with group uh, members of the media with Guy Lawrence. When Guy Rogers Lawrence himself, guys. <laughs> I was so excited to meet him. I'd heard so much about the Rogers CEO. I mean, he's kind of, he's a very charismatic man. He does a lot of speeches and um, he's a British guy. Uh, so he lived up to my expectations for sure, and then mm-hmm. some. I turned over, like turned to the side to Christine Dobby, who is the amazing telecom reporter at the Globe and Mail, and was like, "Wow, this is really the full Guy Lawrence experience that I'm mm-hmm. having." Right and what, now. what was her response? She's like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you want to go over what Rogers announced this week? Yeah, so definitely. So it made. Um, what it considers a big announcement. Um, there's now worry-free data management in its My Rogers app. And you can also access it online as well. Um, but essentially what it means is you'll be able to, on share everything plans, manage your family members' data. So set limits, um, uh, get alerts, and actually cut off your family members' data altogether if they're going over the amount that you want them to be at. Um, so this is something that a lot of people have always asked for from when I worked at Bell and Rogers. But as uh, my great, my dear friend, Zach, who I call Beef, <laughs> anyway, he pointed out to me that uh, TELUS has had this feature for yep. over six months, maybe a year. Yeah, that's it, but then. So, very similar, very like a very almost similar identical. feature, maybe not identical, right? But very similar, and they were more quiet about it. Like you know, Rogers brought this out as being as big as Rome, like home, um, which is obviously one of their most no, the most popular thing that they offer. For sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, guy had a huge like this press conference was really really big. All the big uh, Canadian media publications were there. And even Reuters and stuff like that. All three of them. <laughs> I think the I think the big reason why they're they're doing this like show about it, right, is mm-hmm. you know other carriers have had a focus on customer service for for a number of years, and other carriers in Canada have, by statistics, by data from the government, have better customer service, right? Um, and Rogers about a year ago made a shift in their focus towards customers with uh, I think it was like customer service Rogers three or something like that, right? So I think this is their they're pushing their marketing on it, saying like, "Hey, we're we're internally changing mm-hmm. to make a better better customer's experience for you, mm-hmm. but we need to push this in your face to show you, so you know that internally we're making these changes to make it better for you." Well, I mean, and also, I think it would be fair to say that Rogers has been really making moves. Um, Rome like home was massive, huge, yeah, and people, you know, Telus and Bell still don't really have great equivalents of it. I mean, they have equivalents, but it's they're they're not at that same. Not level. the same in price, and yeah. not, and and not the same. You know, I go to the states. I went there for a weekend, and um, earlier this year, I was there for just over a week, and I just used my phone. Yeah, right. No, it's fantastic. And I didn't care. It was like, oh, fifty dollars. I don't care. But if it was, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three, whatever, right, where it was just roaming fees. Yeah. And. I would have been like, oh, $50 in roaming? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. Right, exactly. They, and I, I think Guy Lawrence stressed just throughout the conference that, not the conference, but the um, lunch, that he wanted to take the anxiety 
out of data management for customers. And that was a thing that he also did with Rome Like Home. Yep. was the idea of making it seem safe, that there is a limit, there is a cap. You're not going to come home to a $12,000 bill, like, uh, which is what everybody's, you know, Nightmare is. Bill shock is a huge issue, right? You know, you've got, as you said, you've got people coming from different countries or sorry, going to different countries and then they get this $15,000 bill. Yeah. And they go to the news and then Rogers drops it or cuts in half or or whatever, right? But it's definitely a step they're making. He was, yeah, he was just stressing over and over again the element of control. Just saying that, and very blatantly saying, if you give customers control, they will spend more. And you yeah. said that they, they lost money on Rome like home at the beginning, the beginning right? right? And right. then and then they like recouped it because right. people became more comfortable with using data when roaming. And then so yeah. they did more of that. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about it, if um, we had these crazy overages and data roaming fees and these horrible plans for roaming, you know, what percentage of their customer base is actually gonna use it when it was like that? You know, a couple percent, five percent, whatever, ten percent of their millions of subscribers or whatever. But now that everybody has it, as long as you have a share everything plan of belief, right? Yep. Everybody has access to to roaming. So it comes back to what I said. It, it's I went to the States for a weekend and I was like, whatever, I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. Where before it would have been like, yeah, you know what? I don't need it for this three days. But because more people are going to do that, they're going to recoup their costs. And that is the idea with this uh, worry-free data management. Um, I do think it is a really amazing concept. Um of course, like like we've stated, it's not exactly the newest concept. TELUS does have something very similar. Um, but considering the amount of, uh, I think Rogers has many more subscribers than TELUS, yep. or at least it's higher on the totem pole. Yep. Um, this could this could make a significant difference uh, in the in the telecom landscape. It's a shift, right? And you're yep. seeing it, right? And whether it started with TELUS or started with whatever it is, but. Right. It, it is a definitely a shift that they're they're moving forward on on and, changing their their behavior and, and making it better for the customer and i i hope that uh bell will do the same but yep. you know it took bell a long time to get to roam like home type features and their roam is only five dollars a day or something like that and you get 100 megs of data it's not as good but one of the interesting things uh that that people brought up at the lunch was, okay, well, why not just give us more data? If you really want to yeah. help with anxiety, why not just give us unlimited data? And But the data uh, crunch, just like Jim Balsilli said, you know, the data crunch. The data, <laughs> I mean, the, the, he was using very vague terms because people said, hey, Verizon did it. And Verizon did unlimited data. And he would just, he said, like, no, you, the network would blow up. He kept saying the network would blow up. Um <laughs> And at one point he said, uh, so somebody was mentoring, mentioning larger data buckets, and I'm just reading a quote here. He said, well, you could, but how am I going to pay for that? I have to build bigger networks, more capacity, and how am I going to get the money back? If you go down to the supermarket, you might want more cookies, more milk, all these different things, but you're going to have to pay for it. The difference is we're putting you in control. It's your choice. Uh, look at their look at their reports, their quarterly reports, and look how much money. They're oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's, so no. that's, but I think it's a kernel of truth here. Is we don't want to spend the money, and that that stress, and we don't have to. That stress argument like doesn't hold water too, because they used to say that about like internet, like home yeah. internet plans that you couldn't offer Canadians unlimited because. It would destroy the networks. You'd have people pirating things <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. The world would end. But really, it was just because they people would 
like drop cable and and start downloading and streaming and stuff like that. And eventually, because of CRTC pressure and pressure from consumers, they had to start offering unlimited plans and had to make them uh, like more affordable. Like I have unlimited Rogers and I pay like ninety bucks a month or something, which is a lot, but it's way cheaper than it was five years ago. Well, right. If the yeah. network is so precious, why like <laughs> why not just put a cap on it? Mm-hmm. You know, right. and, and don't allow people. But they'll be they'll be good, and they'll be happy to take your money if you go over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, but the network is you know dangerous. Be I, careful. And another thing that he he also stressed, I think, was again a kernel of truth, was just we're not a charity. And he did say, you yeah. know, oh, unlimited data. Let's just re-register as a charity, shall we? That's another direct. I'd be cool with that. It's it's called the <laughs> landscape great. is changing, and and things need to change. Right. I mean, he, he wants to take away customer anxiety. This well, give me unlimited group. data so I can stream all the stuff. Right. Exactly. Before we get to shout outs, I just love in your uh, article, he said it took thousands of man hours and millions, millions of investment <laughs> to create this dashboard within the My Rogers app. Yeah, I know. Who I are mean, they getting for their development? That's, uh, that's very it's true. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, maybe... It's something to do with the real-time um, updates, but again, mm-hmm. Telus has done that as well. And you know, I don't know if they've spent millions and millions, but they st- certainly haven't said it. We have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on that note, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all, um, and we're just going to do shout-outs before heading out and enjoying our turkeys. Uh, I guess my shout-out goes to the CRTC, who just who called the wholesale internet rates that like all the big carriers were proposing unreasonable and just shut them down. Um, yeah, they were, you know, it's the uh, Jean-Pierre Blaise. He's, he's, he's my boy, big fan. Um, and he was just like, guys, it was unreasonable. Zach, who's your boy this week? Uh, uh, okay. Let's see. Wait. This week I'm going to shout out to, um, the 401 highway in Canada. If you don't live in Ontario, sorry, in Ontario, if you don't live in Ontario, it's a, it's, listed as one of the worst in terms of traffic in like the world north america drove it today there's like four accidents people you know rubbernecking whatever it's called when they're staring at it and it took me forever to get here so it's a negative shout out but uh <laughs> that's my shout out for the week i think i'm gonna try to make it different and weird every single week that i am on the podcast oh, so Appreciate you're gonna it. shout out like another disney movie that's no there's nothing good i did see a movie the other day by tim burton it was pretty good so uh my shout out goes to the coalition the canadian developer that made gears of war 4 uh igor wrote like a really dope story uh he visited the studio. It was a great story. Yeah, that was a great story. Yeah. Awesome and, unboxing too. I and we did an awesome <laughs> unboxing video. Um, and and like me and him have been playing the game a couple nights this this week. And I I have never been that big on the Gears franchise, but this one speaks to me. It's a great game. Super excellent pacing. Probably the best graphics that I've ever seen in an Xbox One title by far. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah, can't wait to finish the co-op campaign with you. Uh, my shout-out goes to Toronto Blue Jays, who shellacked <gasps> those terrible Texas Rangers. Time for the Rangers to come down to earth and bow down to the Jays. And Bautista gently dropped the bat. Yeah. Just to to add that to little G- salt in the wound. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.